in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 106. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dePietro.com. Folks, this portion of the program, and it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You know, I was just thinking, I was just there last Friday, and I sat out on the deck and had delicious clam cakes and chowder. They have a great, you know, they have a happy staff is what they have. It's the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop it and see them right now. You know, you could be on 146. And you could say, you know what? I could be there in two. Well, you could. If you could be there in two minutes, you want to head over there to the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So, folks, good afternoon. Uh, It is Friday. It is July 15th. And I want to um, encourage you to visit our website, dpetro.com. It's D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, the official website of you-know-who. And then um, we have uh, things available in the shop. It's a happening. It's a whole thing. I want to play for you again. Someone just sent me an email saying, could I hear again some of the uh, questions? Olivia Passaretti, the young girl, East Greenwich, that was killed New Year's morning. Um her, the killer, and the girlfriend were in court today, and I want to play. This is the family outside of Kent County Court. Well, it was uh, it was satisfying to see Alicia Peckham taken out in handcuffs, because up until today, we feel like she's been just getting off with everything. And, um, I mean, today went like we expected it to go. Um, wasn't any, anything like surprising to us, but he was hit with his habitual offender. Um, so he's looking at over 50 years if he was just the maximum sentence. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're happy with that, or I should say satisfied with that. So now I feel like as a family we can exhale a little bit because it'll be a year probably until his trial. And I know we've all been fighting really hard for the last six months. So uh, it's time to exhale a little bit and, and just wait for his trial. You heard the EG say something to the effect of the heart of God. Do you agree with that, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look around, I mean, the whole community has been affected by what happened. And how can you not be touched by this, right? A 17-year-old innocent girl driving home. If you don't feel from this, uh, you have no feelings. Seeing all these people for Olivia here today, what's going through your head? Yeah, I mean, it just shows her impact that she's had on people. I mean, they're here for her. And uh, she was a special girl, and I'm sure her mom and sisters would love to say something about that. Judy, what was it like to see him in court? Oh, my God. It was just, like, pierced my soul. I don't have a voice right now, but I will have a voice. He looked right in my eyes, and I wanted him to see my eyes, and he did, and I gave him that. You just, you took my, my light away from me. You took a light away from everybody. But it was, I'm just, I don't even, I don't know what I feel. I'm just, I'm in awe of the support of so many, and this could have been anybody, and this was my baby. And I just wanted him to get justice. I want her to get justice. That's what I want. He doesn't bring it back. What was it like to be? Today we looked evil straight in the face. Right. And yeah. Yeah, we looked at the person that was responsible for taking the life of a beautiful girl away, the, uh, the light of our sister away. Yep. Um, to look at that evil, though. And to see him get taken back out and um, and being facing, you know, the max of 55 years, that's what we need. And I think today we are leaving here satisfied. doesn't bring Olivia back. doesn't change the heartache. But I'm leaving here feeling satisfied with the way that everything went today. What about Alicia Peckham? What was it for her taking away hand? Just as it was very much deserved. That was, correct. Yes. That was very she sad. was in it the whole way. We, we felt that from the beginning, that she was a part of it from the beginning. And it was painful for us to know that she was out. And at times we felt like maybe she wasn't going to get any, you know, 
judgment at all. So it was, it was, that was satisfying today. Dennis, this is the second time you've seen him in court. What, what is it like seeing him shuffle in in that way? Seemingly no remorse, but Janine, you feel he looked right back at you? Uh, he, as soon as he walked in the courtroom, he definitely, he looked he right at all of us. Yes. Uh, mouth anything? I'm sorry. No, no. no. There's no remorse. There's zero he's, remorse. He's absolutely evil on earth. There's absolutely zero remorse. He did not care about my childhood. He didn't care about anybody. Let's all remember that this is not his first crime. No. He's, he's a career criminal, so he's probably been through this process many times. It's new for us, right, because we don't deal with this. But he's a criminal, and he's finally, hopefully, going to get what's coming to him, and he'll be in jail the rest of his life, which Good. he probably should have been in jail on New Year's Eve. Yep. And she'd still be here. What did it feel like, I mean, you had have Matt Dennison's parents here sitting right by you in court? Such a great, strong family. I mean, my wife is really close with, with uh, Matthew's mom and dad, and they've been, a, they've been a big support for us. Well, we're missing our babies, so yeah. we can definitely relate to each other, and we're just, we're bonded. Two families that came together. Bonded by tragedy, yeah. yeah. They're amazing. And look around, look at all these people. What do you, what do you want to tell everyone that's here and that's watching? I just love them. I mean, I love them all. They're just, there's people that I've, my family, friends, people that I never even knew. They have reached out and they're here. These are new friends. We love all of them. Thank you so much, everybody. That's so nice. It's constant. I couldn't get through half of what I've been through without them. I mean, it's just, they're incredible. Olivia's army. She's looking, she's looking down. Yep. That's right. Yep. Oh, big crowd there. Yep. What else? Any other thoughts you want to share went through your mind when you're inside? That was, it's, it's, it's gut-wrenching to watch him come shuffling in like this. Yeah, it was. And I didn't know what my emotion was going to be. I mean, this is my daughter. My baby, and this is the person that that, just, that killed her. Oh. He didn't even want to stop and see if she was okay. He didn't care. He doesn't care. He it ran her off the road. Was going to break down if I just ran her off the road. And I had that sternness when Terrible. I was looking at him. Now we're able to put it. It was just yeah, the person in that face. Just to see his actions. He has a, 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 a he's terrible face. Yeah. Now I know exactly yeah. what I didn't see. He's on rotten to the core. Because he void. Absolutely. Now we got to see him today, and I wanted him to see our faces, and he did. He fled and then hid under her bed. Ah, that's where he was found. He's a coward. Yeah, what a zero. Was there, you know, looking for her? Guys, thank you for your support. All the press has been amazing. Thank you for being so supportive of us. What's the next move everyone should know? What's the next step? This is not going away. I, I, there's a, uh, another hearing on August 22nd, but I think these are just council hearings. And at, at this point, the next major thing would be just waiting for his court date, which we're told is going to be at least a year. Yeah, it's back in January. Yeah, and you and I were in that courtroom, and you said, anytime he's in the courtroom, I'm going to be in the courtroom. Yep. And here it is. This is the first time since January. He's that's right. Yep. Good point, Ma. That's, that's going to be our mission going forward. If he's yep. going to be here, we're going to be here because we're here for Olivia. That's right. And, um, if he's not going to be here, then you know we won't either. But if he's going to be in the courtroom, we'll be here. He deserves to feel as uncomfortable as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> He needs to be uncomfortable. He needs to see the family. He needs to see how many people has been affected by what he did. All of us. All of us. I don't want to be that one. No. Right? No, nobody nobody wants to have that happen. It could have been anybody child. in that car that Anybody. And, it was and I think that's another reason why it hit the public so hard. When, when it's such a random act, yep. you realize it, it could have been anybody. It could have been a car full of kids. That's that right. Good point. And Janine, this past spring... What did it mean to you? You were a big supporter of the East Greenwich girls softball That's team. Right. That dedicated Good question, Juan. They're amazing. And I just, I mean, I, my kids grew up in that town playing softball. They've been amazing. They've become family, the coaches and the team. And I just, the whole community, the whole community everyone beyond the community, but they're incredible. Yeah. Our, our town, our little town came together. They really did in support of her. And I get, I get text messages daily of just... And praying for us and and being there in support, but yeah, I'm 
I'm so proud to be in the town that I'm in and around all these people that are from all over. So, definitely. Yeah, and her birthday is, what, one week or two weeks from what's the date? A week from today. It's to the 22nd. Yeah. It's on Friday. Yeah, it's a week from today, right? Yeah. She would be 18. Ah. So it's going to be tough. Victoria, Jackie, any other thoughts about Victoria? You, you were there that night. I'm just happy I was able to see the man that took my sister off this ah, and, um, So tough. To be able to match the face to everything that he did. And to see that he was on scene right, and left. Left her there to die. But him walking in today, he had absolutely no remorse. Nope. None whatsoever. That's he right. He, he did and he doesn't He care. was just, it was the arrogance still. He looked yeah. at us like we were just random people. That's us. right. Like we didn't, did not care. Like he didn't destroy our family from his actions. He didn't render any aid or comfort that night. He could have. Oh, absolutely. He, he could have at least checked. He all he cared about he, he was very, to save his name. Right, very selfish. He, all he cared about was himself. Right. And, uh, he just didn't want to get caught. But he's he's been caught. He's been yes. caught. That's right. Yeah. Olivia's army is going to seek justice. Absolutely. That's right. Let's hear it. All right, folks. That was earlier. Again, um, good afternoon. Right now, it is one uh, seventeen. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, and it's brought to you by the Saturdale Revival. Listen, the weekend is here. Why not go out, enjoy nice food and drink? Shane, they do such a great job at the Saturdale Revival. So, folks, I just want to, um, I just want to check. Let me see. You heard the weather forecast. It's pleasant weather right now. It's definitely uh, definitely a little little dry. I know we could we could use rain, but we don't have any rain. Um, boy, the rest of the afternoon is going to be very pleasant, and then the weekend is going to be okay. Not great, not too hot though. Temperatures in the eighties, so nice uh, nice weather. I want to get to um, some of the other news that is out there, folks. Uh, both on a, on the national front, President Biden is overseas right now, and it's just the the boy the Biden presidency. Um, it really has just been under fire. Has been. You know, they, they've just been stumbling over themselves. And then, obviously, you know, the first lady has had a rough week with her, what she said, comparing the uniqueness of being, you know, you, you people are like as unique as a Mexican taco. You know, whatever that's supposed to mean, for crying out loud. So, I mean, just it is absolutely one thing after another for the for the Biden presidency and 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 none of it good. It's not going to get any better. I mean, and as the weeks go along, I mean, here it is. We're in in, you know, pretty soon mid to late July. And then all of a sudden it's August and. In August, you know, so many people go on vacation. You know, I am concerned about this story. How about, have you heard about the hunt is on for the murder hornets? They're deploying 1,000 tracks. Listen to this. This piece on uh, GMA. If experts are going to eradicate the world's largest hornets from this country, they know they have got to get creative and innovative, and they have got to do it fast. Right now is the best time for them to trap and track these predators before they multiply. This morning, the hunt is on for murder hornets once again. Washington officials ramping up the search as they emerge from hibernation. If we wait until, uh, say, in October and into November, we risk 
new breeding casts uh, being produced and new queens being produced. And that's something we want to definitely avoid. The state deploying a thousand traps, training entomologists, testing new suits and equipment, and for the first time ever, planning to use drones to track hornets tagged by scientists. It hopes of finding a nest. A research team even traveling to South Korea to learn more about the invasive species. The biggest question that we need to have answered is how far do new queens fly before they decide to stop and make them a nest? And that is something no one has ever figured out. Four nests have been destroyed since these Asian giant hornets were first discovered in the U.S. in 2019. A nest the size of a basketball vacuumed out of this tree north of Seattle in 2020. And nearly 1,500 hornets wiped out when another nest was found nearby in 2021. They're the world's largest hornet species, as big as two inches long. Duh. That's five times the size of a honeybee, Duh. favorite prey. Experts fear they can wipe out entire honeybee colonies, which would devastate crops. Attacks on humans are rare, but possible if threatened. They're venom killing dozens every year in Japan. If you don't eradicate them and they become established, um, then we have management issues, uh, you know, to deal with management issues for them uh, for the rest of eternity. Officials don't know how many of these murder hornet nests they are looking for in the Pacific Northwest right now. So they are asking for the public to keep an eye out too, saying you can even set your own traps. And if you catch one, call authorities immediately. Guys. You want me to catch something called a murder hornet, Jalen? <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're going to catch a murder hornet, Mitya. All right, folks, good afternoon. It is Juan. I want to just go to this uh, this WNBA story. I think this is interesting. She's appearing in court. Pressure mounts for her to release. She's the one that got caught with weed in uh, Russia. Brittany Gritney. Brittany Griner seen in Russian court for the fourth day. Hi, Brittany. How are you today? Wearing a Nirvana t-shirt <laughs> and locked in a steel white cage during the trial. On Thursday, three Russian character witnesses, including a top basketball boss, testifying in her defense. The director of the Russian league Griner plays for calling her an outstanding basketball player, saying she traveled to Russia despite the U.S. warning against it because she was feeling confident. The team doctor testifying that Griner never tested positive for doping while playing for the team. The fact that the Russian government allowed Brittany Griner's Russian teammates and management to testify on her behalf is actually a positive sign. It means that they're letting her make her case for leniency. The two-time Olympian and WNBA star is facing up to 10 years in prison, detained since February after Russian police say they found deep cartridges in her luggage containing hashish oil, illegal in Russia. Reiner pleaded guilty to the charges last week, saying the vape cartridges accidentally ended up in her bag. The White House is insisting Reiner is wrongfully detained. And today, Brittany Griner's team asked to postpone these proceedings, saying they wanted to give Brittany more time to prepare for her testimony. The trial will now start back up on July 26. Guys. You know, this is an example, though. You know, you're traveling overseas. You're an American. Uh, you got to be careful. You can't have drugs on you. I, I don't. I'm not sure. what, what part of that did she fail to understand? I don't get it. You're not. This is an example. American athletes think, you know, the rules don't apply to me. Get away with something like this. Clearly, they cannot. All right. Right now, it's 124. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, um, COVID stories are back. I just want to play this piece. Haley Hartman is tracking the story. Good morning, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, George. This is not the direction anyone wants to be heading. This morning, here in L.A. County, the nation's largest county, home to 10 million people, we could be two weeks away from reinstating an indoor mask mandate here. And, and since April, hospitalizations here are up 88%, and they have doubled across the country. This latest wave being fueled by the highly transmissible subvariant BA5. And this comes just as the number of Americans dying of COVID once again is on the rise to of 10% in just the last 
peak with nearly 350 deaths reported every day in this country. Right now, we have three quarters of Americans living in counties from medium to high risk for COVID. And the CDC urges if you're in a high risk area, you should mask up indoors. If you're in a medium risk area, they say consider it based on your individual risk. Amy. All right, oh Kaylee. Oh, my Thank God. You. Are you kidding me? Mask up again? Is this possible? Now, Ivana Trump has passed away. I want to play this tribute. New York City apartment. Witt Johnson is outside of that building with more. Good morning, Witt. Amy, good morning. Ivana Trump was a fixture here in New York City, even after her marriage to the man she nicknamed the Donald. She went on to launch successful businesses in jewelry, a clothing line. She leaves behind three children and ten grandchildren. This morning, the Trump family mourning the loss of the former president's first wife, Ivana, and the mother of their three children, Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric, the youngest, seen leaving her Manhattan apartment Thursday afternoon. Authorities responding to that Upper East Side apartment at about 12.40 p.m. yesterday. Sources tell ABC News a doorman found the 73-year-old unresponsive at the bottom of a staircase and called 911 reporting a cardiac arrest. She was pronounced dead at the scene. President Trump announcing the death of his ex-wife on social media, saying in part she was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children. It was 1977 when the 28-year-old Czechoslovakian-born champion skier and model would marry the up-and-coming real estate mogul Donald Trump, becoming half of New York's 80s glamour power couple. Donald always had a great head on his shoulder, and I saw the potential in She's a very nice woman, a very nice person. She's a friend. She's a lot of things. She played a key role building Trump's real estate empire, but allegations of an affair between Trump and Marla Maples, who had become his second wife, led to a very public and acrimonious divorce in 1992. Ivana telling Barbara Walters about meeting Maples for the first time. She said, I'm Marla, and I love your husband to you. Yes. What did you say? Get lost. I love my husband very much. Known for her resilience, later on display with a cameo in the 1996 film, The First Wives Club. She eventually maintained a friendship with her ex-husband, as she explained to our Amy Robach in 2017 for her memoir, Raising Trump. The two of you have remained good friends. How does that happen? Donald during the divorce was brutal. He took the divorce as a business deal and he cannot lose. He has to win. So it took about two years and after the final situation was um, was straightened up, he just talk and we are friends. The two still speaking frequently after Trump was elected president. She said he even offered to name her ambassador to the Czech Republic, which she turned down. I have the direct number to the White House, but I don't really want to call him there because Melania is there and I don't want to cause any kind of jealousy or something like that because I'm basically first Trump wife, okay? (laughs) I'm first lady, okay? (laughs) Her family now paying tribute. Son Eric posting this photo writing, Ivana Trump was a survivor. She fled from communism and embraced this country. She taught her children about grit and toughness, compassion and determination. Daughter Ivanka saying, heartbroken by the passing of my mother, she lived life to the fullest, never forgoing an opportunity to laugh and dance. I will miss her forever. Authorities are now investigating whether Ivana Trump fell down the stairs in her apartment, and if so, whether that contributed to her death in any way. They say there are no signs of criminality, but the medical examiner will ultimately determine the cause and manner of her death. Guys. All right, Whit, thank you very much for that. I know the afternoon I spent with her was incredibly memorable. She was so confident, so sassy, and, and she could make me laugh even talking about tough subjects. You, see in <laughs> you know, um... <clears throat> That's a nice piece. That's a nice piece. Where are things with gas? We're going to get to that. Meanwhile, President Biden is overseas this historic trip. I want to hear this. After meetings with Israeli Palestinian leaders, he said to Saudi Arabia this morning, hoping for agreements that will bring down oil and gas prices here at home. But the president taking heat for meeting with the Saudi crown prince who ordered the murder of a Washington Post journalist. Mary Bruce is in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia with the latest. Good morning, Mary. 
Good morning, George. President Biden this morning is doing something that no U.S. president has done before, flying directly from Israel here to Saudi Arabia. It is a symbolic start to this highly anticipated and highly controversial visit. But first, before taking off this morning, the president making one last stop, visiting the occupied West Bank. President Biden this morning meeting with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas, attempting to repair relations after they sank under President Trump. Palestinian people deserve a state of their own that's independent, sovereign, viable, and contiguous. Biden is again backing a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but he spent little time focused on the crisis during his trip. Instead, all eyes are on his controversial visit to Saudi Arabia. Biden later today set to come face-to-face -face with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who U.S. intelligence concluded approved the brutal murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, something the Saudis deny. As a candidate, Biden vowed the Saudis would be punished. We were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. But now the president won't say if he will even raise the issue directly with the crown prince. I always bring up human rights, but my position on Khashoggi has been so clear. If anyone doesn't understand it in Saudi Arabia or anywhere else, then they haven't been around for a while. What's changed? High gas prices at home. Biden hoping to increase the flow of oil from the region back to the U.S. Though Biden insists the trip is about stability in the Middle East. Saudi Arabia overnight announcing it's opening its airspace, ending the ban on flights to and from Israel. A symbolic step towards normalizing relations between the two countries. The president praising the move, calling it an important step towards building a more integrated and stable Middle East region. Now, don't expect any major breakthroughs, though, in Israeli-Saudi relations. That is going to take some time. And the chances of actually getting an oil deal here may be even slimmer. And even if the Saudis do up the flow of oil back to the U.S., George, there's no guarantee that that would be enough to bring down those sky-high gas prices back at home. Meantime, Mary, back here at home, there is some tough news for the president's climate agenda. George, this is a crushing blow to the president's agenda. West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin announcing to the party that he is not going to support funding for climate programs or to raise taxes on the wealthy. Democrats have spent months trying to tweak their plans, doing anything they could to get Manchin on board. But George, this now effectively kills Biden's hopes for a climate change agenda and that sweeping social safety net bill that had things like paid family leave and universal pre-K. Those hopes now all but dead, George. Manchin's the best. The guy is just fantastic. There's just no other way to look at it. Now, folks, good afternoon at 1.33. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. Um, someone said, would you play some of that Tierra Mac um, interview on Channel 12? I don't do we really have to listen to it again? I mean, it's just so over the top. Not a great look for Ted Nisi, I'll give you that much, at all. She is just delusional, this one. Senator Tierra Mac, no regrets about twerking upside down and posting it to her campaign page. All right, I'll play a little bit of it. Why not? Talk about the events of the week? Yeah, thanks for having me. So first, I just want to understand the basic facts around this, because there's been so much back and forth on social media, as you know. Um, you posted, what as I said, your mean, first TikTok video I think, last week, um, yes. just recently, and you talk on there about your work as a senator, your work on abortion rights. Do you consider it a, a campaign TikTok, a personal TikTok, a mixed TikTok? No, 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 it was a campaign. Yeah, though. I think it is a, a mixed-use no. account. I started the account um, shortly after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, and I saw a, a, a variety of folks uh, who had no source of information, especially in Rhode Island, on what to do next. For many people, it can't I can't listen to this. Forget it. For Forget like it. She's, uh, the people had no idea what to do, so I had to. You didn't have to do anything. Don't flatter yourself. God, she's so full of herself. Is it a mix? Uh, listen, her, her account was suspended because TikTok said, uh, you can't post that stuff. There's no such thing as a mixed use account. Someone asked me 
Um, well, a couple things. I want to play this Tucker Carlson, what an economic disaster looks like. I like this. Evening, we mean it. And tonight we want to send a special, as they say on talk radio, shout out to yep. our most loyal and faithful viewers. Yep. We love you. We appreciate you. Oh. In fact, we think of you as all little tacos. Oh. And your children as taquitos. And not just tacos and taquitos, but also enchiladas. And chalupas and everything else in the Taco Bell menu. That's how we think of you. So the good news is America at this stage is getting a lot more amusing. The bad news is it's also getting a little scary. Yeah. So today, in the second yep. category, yep. the government announced that inflation has once again set a year-over-year -year record. Uh. But now we're used to this. If you buy anything, you already knew it was happening. Right. Why did you? But there were parts of today's Labor Department report that were not expected by anyone. In fact, they were bizarre. They seemed to defy the most basic rules of economics. But first, here are the raw numbers. This is from a Fox News report today. All right. Inflation cranked up a whopping 9.1% in June, the highest yearly jump since 1981. The Consumer Price Index, released Wednesday morning, showed the price of necessities far outpacing raises. The price of gas is up almost 60% year over year. Rent went up 5.6% over last June. And food at home and dining out increasing 10.4%. If you break it down to just groceries, the annual jump was 12.2%. That includes eggs up 33% and butter up 26%. So the biggest annual spike in inflation in more than 40 years, that's the headline. But if anything, it understates what's actually going on. The reality of it is worse than that. During the Carter years, when inflation famously hit 14.6%, wages were still going up. As Pew put it in a recent analysis, quote, during the high inflation years of the 1970s and early 1980s, average wages commonly jumped 7, 8, even 9% year over year. And that makes sense. There's more money in circulation. It's worth less, but there's more of it. But that is not what is happening right now. And that's the weird thing. According to the Labor Department report today, quote, real average hourly earnings decreased 3.6% seasonally adjusted from June 2021 to June 2022. You know, that is exactly on the money, folks. And as we've been talking about, um, the administration... The Biden administration, they, they really have um, no handle on what they, how they should do it. I want to play this piece where Tucker Carlson, again, folks, good afternoon. It's 1.38. It's Friday afternoon. It is July 15th. Tucker Carlson talking about Jill Biden and what Hunter Biden referred to. And listen to this. About the Biden family's business arrangements with China. And they are extensive. But we're also learning about what the Biden family is like. And boy, are they repulsive. We learned, among other things, what Hunter Biden thinks of the family matriarch. And that would, of course, be America's doctor, Dr. Jill. Now, the Sun is reporting that in one text message, Hunter Biden once described his stepmother, that would be the first lady of the United States, as we're quoting now, a vindictive moron. He also called her the bad word, which we can't use on TV, but it's the bad one. Wow. You can't use even at home. Use that word. But what about vindictive moron? Is that true? Well, we did a little research, and it turns out, yeah, it's true. She's a vindictive moron. Now, we know she's a moron because we read her doctoral thesis. And that proves, among other things, that she can't do simple math. And if you don't believe that, here's one excerpt. And we're quoting. Three quarters of the class will be Caucasian. One quarter of the class will be African-American. One seat will hold a Latino. And the remaining seats will be filled with students of Asian descent or non-resident aliens. How many percentage points is that? Now, later on in the thesis, a doctoral thesis, why she's Dr. Jill, she miscalculates private and public sector school enrollment by more than, let's see, 200 percentage points. Now, you might be tempted to dismiss all of that. Maybe she wrote her thesis in 10 minutes in the subway, knowing that no one at the University of Delaware would dare correct it. And, of course, they didn't. And that would explain the hundreds of typos in her thesis. But you don't need to believe her thesis to know that Dr. Jill is, in fact, in the words of Hunter Biden himself, her son, a moron. Because we have videos of her speaking. Here was Dr. Jill yesterday at something called the Latinx Inclusion Luncheon in San Antonio, Texas. Beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos 
this. I'm not patronizing you, Lectinx people, but you're all tacos. It's all tacos. That's what the First Lady said. Now, the National Association of Hispanic Journalists, which presumably supports the Biden administration, decided they had to explain some things very slowly to Dr. Jill. Among others, they said this, quote, using breakfast tacos to try and demonstrate the uniqueness of Latinos demonstrates a lack of cultural knowledge. We are not tacos. <laughs> we are not tacos. Okay. So uh, Jill Biden realized, whoa, maybe we shouldn't call them tacos. So her press secretary, a publicist, put out a statement doing a little damage control. Quote, the first lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love for the Latino community. Wait a second, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill. The Latino community? What happened to the Latinx community? Was that the whole point of the luncheon to tell Latinos that actually they're Latinx? Degender your language, sexist Latinos. Well, the truth is, for a long time, connecting with the Latinx community has trained every ounce of intellect that Jill Biden has to offer, which is limited, as we noted. Here was Jill Biden a year ago speaking to union workers in California. This is one of the greatest moments ever caught on camera. So pause, turn the volume up on your set and enjoy. Anything is possible. So say it with me. See, say, Broadway. <laughs> Si, <laughs> say padres, padres, or something. As Cesar Chavez used to say, si, say padres. He couldn't speak Spanish either. Don't you worry. So Dr. Jill's a moron. Hunter Biden was absolutely right. But is she vindictive too? That's the outstanding question. Hunter called her a vindictive moron. Moron, yes, vindictive. Jury's still out. Well, now, we know. A few days ago, Jill Biden wrote on Twitter that women, quote, have the right to make our own decisions about our bodies. Of course, not with the vax, but with abortion. So reading this, retired Lieutenant General Gary Valesky, a former Army spokesman who mentored soldiers, responded this way, quote, glad to see you finally know what a woman is. Well, guess what happened to General Valesky? He got suspended. Now he's being investigated by the U.S. Army, which has no problem with China, but they're very concerned that someone might criticize Dr. Jill. So Hunter Biden was right, and we're just going to say it out loud. Hunter Biden was right about Dr. Jill. Vindictive moron. Again, folks, that is uh, at 143. It is Tucker Carlson. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It is Friday afternoon, and I want to see if we can track down the queen of health. That would be... Miss Marie at It's My Health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland. I don't know. I think we should be able to track her down. I'll tell you this. We're going to try to track her down. I think we can track her down. Folks, if you're on Menden Road, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, you could swing in. And especially, you know, we continue to emphasize how much you want to folks on the line with us right now on this friday it is the queen of health it is our friend marie good afternoon marie good afternoon john happy friday happy friday to you marie you are always intriguing interesting especially some of the new products you've got in and you've had some people asking me to ask you if you could touch on that product you have in that helps against dehydration yep so it's a nice powder um, a few different flavors that have coconut water as their base. So coconut water is very hydrating to begin with. And then it has some B vitamins in there and just and some nice flavor. So you just add some to water and drink it. You know, hydrate your cells, hydrate your body. Because as you're sweating out there on these beautiful sunny days, um, you, you want to make sure that you don't get dehydrated. And water is just not enough most no. of the time. Nope. And Marie, not only that, you also have some wonderful teas. People could be enjoying some delicious, nice and cool on a hot summer day iced tea. Oh, lots of different flavors, from berry flavors to like an apple cider kind of flavor to, you know, just green tea or, you know. You can mix them together. You can you can experiment and make all kinds of flavors together. Hibiscus tea tastes a lot like cranberry juice, and it's really good for your heart, too. Now, uh, Karen sent me an email, said, could you please ask Marie to talk a little bit about the hemp and CBD products that she carries? 
So we do carry a few different companies, um, CBD. I think it's really important to have companies that you can trust, um, where they have control from beginning to end of the, the hemp. But the when you get good CBD, it can be helpful for many different things. Pain is one of the biggest things that people use it for, and it really can help with that. I've plenty of examples of that but also for anxiety sleeplessness um just you know when you're really wired having a little bit of the the cbd we have topical as well so some people get it to put on those those rough shoulders or knees that are that are bothering them and it, it gives relief Folks, again, we're speaking to Marie. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, what's maybe a new product of the week that you want to mention you'd love people to come in and try? Not necessarily new. Well, it we doesn't have to be new. The stress, the stress and anxiety. Um, one of our products called Gabitrol is really, really good. Um, people try it. They usually come back for it. It's just really helps you to relax. I've had some days, you know, after some really stressful weeks. I get home, I'm saying, I'm taking some Gabitrol. And I find after like 45 minutes, I find myself doing a lot of sighing. So releasing, releasing all the stress from the day or the week. Boy, that sounds nice. really, really well. Folks, it's Marie. It's my health. 1099, Mendon Road and Cumberland. Marie, what are your hours for today and what are your hours for tomorrow, Saturday? We'll be here till 530 today and tomorrow from 9 to 4. And I want to remind people, Marie prides herself on great service. So for whatever reason, if people have a question, if you pop in, talk to her, maybe she could find it. Maybe she carries it or has it or could get it for you. Marie, it all starts by just popping in and saying hello. Absolutely. People walk in strangers and leave as friends. I love that. All right, folks, it's my health, 10 to 9, Mendon Road in Cumberland. Marie, I want you to enjoy today, Friday. I really want you to enjoy tomorrow and say hello to me, uh, say hello for me to the luckiest man in northern New England. I absolutely will. All right, Marie. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye, folks. There it is, our friend Marie. It's my health because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 148, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dpetro.com. I'm just checking some of the... um, uh, Oh, Channel 10, I think, has an updated story here on uh, the dirt bags that were in court earlier. I think I see something. We'll play that. And then, uh, I don't know. I may do Facebook Live later. I may not. Juan is pretty tired. It's been a long week. I've been on the go nonstop. Is this? Nope. Still have the old Still have the old story up. What? I guess no one is working in the summertime. Am I the only one working in the summertime on the weekend? Um, now, this one says... This could be an update. It will go back to Channel 12. Um, It is true. There was a fantastic turnout. Tremendous number of people came to the courthouse. They were in the hallway. They were outside. Um, I've covered I've never seen that many people show up at a courthouse wearing T-shirts, Justice for Olivia, Olivia's Army, um, all remembering Olivia Passaretti in the dirt bag that took her life. Okay, I think teenager. They're heading to court today. It's been more than six months and 17-year-old... Another old story. All right, so no one's updating it. I like how they're posting to plead not guilty and crash, updated 29 minutes ago. So I click on it, and it's the same old story that we had from the morning. But, you know, whatever. I I mean, I guess they're entitled... (coughs) It's summertime. There were a tremendous number of people outside uh, the courthouse. And I want to... Um, the family was just so amazing. They were um, in dealing with everything that was involved with it. And it's just, you just, you hate seeing it. 
I hate the fact that, you know, the family had to deal with this. And then also was there is Matt Dennison's dad and mom who, you know, their son, 18 18 years old, senior West Warwick, hockey player, and then killed by a drunk driver. I mean, it's just, and, and not like, you know, he didn't have like one extra drink. He was like double or triple the, the, the drink limit. I don't. But yet still, there's no talk. There's no talk about trying to, anyone trying to do anything about um, drunk driving. No one in any way attempting to do anything about drunk driving. I want to hear, um, again, it's very difficult to try to travel right now. Traveling is really, really difficult. Listen to this. Summer demand is surging, and so are the number of delays and cancellations nationwide. Airlines are really struggling to keep up. NBC's Erin McLaughlin is live from LAX this morning, bright and early, with what's behind these ongoing headaches. Erin, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. That's right. Despite thousands of cancellations and delays, demand for summer travel is showing no signs of slowing down. It's getting better, but the mess in the skies is still ongoing. The airlines continue to delay or cancel flights every day. 50,000 delays and 4,000 cancellations so far this month and counting. I think the airlines, the airports themselves as well, have operated as best as they can with a lot of unknowns. And I do expect that we're going to see throughout the end of this year, some balancing of capacity schedules. The biggest issue, staffing, as airlines work to get back to pre-pandemic staffing levels. Delta and Southwest say they're about there, but they still have to get the employees, including pilots, trained. Yeah, it's not about hiring people. It's a question of getting our staffing trained through the pilot training bubble that we're, we're going through with flight attendants and mechanics as well. The staffing logjam impacting airports as well as airlines. Heathrow, one of Europe's busiest hubs, citing labor shortages, has taken the drastic step of limiting the number of passengers who cycle through the airport each day until mid-September. We were stranded two young children. What do you think? Bags piling up at the airport and Delta even flying a plane with just luggage back to the U.S. But despite the delays, cancellations, reduced flight schedules, and the highest flight prices in 10 years, demand is still increasing. 40 to 50 percent higher now than in January. The TSA routinely screening more than 2 million people daily. You're also going to be paying more this year for airfare than you probably have paid for vacation Definitely in the last two years, but probably in the last five years or more. So if you're still looking to travel this summer, how can you avoid problems? Experts say if you fly middle of the week and early in the morning, you're much less likely to be disrupted by delays or cancellations. Also, be flexible. If you fly a day or two before an important event, the odds are better that if you do get disrupted, you can still get there on an alternate flight. And a final tip to avoid drama at the baggage claim. Experts recommend that you try to stick to carry-on luggage only. Failing that, try air tags so that you can track your own checked-in. Listen, it's a nightmare. It is just a nightmare trying to travel right now. But the, the inflation is brutal. Listen to this report about inflation families, but small businesses nationwide. NBC's Jesse Kirsch is following the story for us. Hey, Jesse, good morning. Hoda, good morning. Shops here in Hoboken and across the country are paying more for the supplies they need to make things like food, clothing, and other goods that we all buy. Now, some of that additional cost could be passed on to you, the consumer. That will just be adding to what are already frustratingly high prices. Yet another inflation alarm bell blaring this morning. New June data showing year-over-year a more than 11% spike in the producer price index, which tracks what companies pay to make their products. Steel and gasoline are getting more expensive, squeezing businesses, which could pass costs on to you. 
it is scary because we never know when we place an order how much it's going to have gone up this week. Jennifer Downs owns a food truck in Maine. We did have to jump our prices between like a dollar and two dollars this year, which I was really scared about on how the customers would react. Despite a strong jobs report and low unemployment, weekly jobless claims just approached a quarter million, the highest point since November. The softness we're seeing in jobless claims is perhaps a leading edge of some weakness we might be seeing where companies are letting uh, people go, uh, not hiring as much as before. Real concerns for Americans paying more for everything, including the cost of borrowing money. It might prohibit you from being able to buy a home. How, how does that make you feel? It, it is, it's frustrating, to be honest. The Fed possibly poised to raise interest rates again later this month as fears of a possible coming recession rise. There's certainly a higher probability of a recession with what the Fed has to do to slow the economy with these high inflation rates. There is still some possibility we get out of this with a mild recession. Some small businesses like this man's restaurant chain forced to close. A lot of disappointment and sadness. As a small business owner, you put a lot of your heart and soul into it. Others hanging on for now as consumers and businesses cope with rising costs this summer. So, Jesse, uh, the Fed's goal when they raised interest rates is to bring down consumer spending so we can slow the economy down. And the question now is, is it working? Yeah, Hona, it's still a bit of an open-ended question. Consumer spending has cooled, pointing toward possible recession, but not even the Fed seems to have the full extent in mind of what its impact has been so far. Just yesterday, one of its governors said that he is open to an even more aggressive rate hike coming up. But first, he wants to see data that's expected soon on retail sales and a new housing construction. If those numbers come back stronger than what's expected, that could mean demand has not slowed enough, and we could see another big rate hike. Hoda? All right, Jesse Kirsch for us there in New Jersey. I am telling you, and again, folks, good afternoon. 157, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, I, I wish I could say, boy, I have full confidence that Team Biden is going to straighten this out. We all know he's not going to. He's not going to. The only good news that we right now have to look forward to is that the Republicans are going to take over Congress, and I mean in a big way. And they're going to want to get some stuff done. And then Biden is going to have to go along, or he's just going to be totally on the sidelines. So, all right, let me go through. Let's do this. This portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Don't forget, Kay's Restaurant. Located Cass Avenue in Woodsocket, right across from CVS. But the Lodge Pub and Eatery, family-owned, operated since 1994. Think of that. Coming up, two years will be the 30th anniversary of the Lodge Pub and Eatery. And I love their new outside deck. And you're going to love it as well. It's at the Lodge, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, folks, it's 159. As always, I encourage you to visit the website, topetro.com. If you ever miss anything of the show, we have a lot of unique, interesting stories, video, all posted there. Uh, just a couple of reminders. Don't forget Lawn Doctor. Go online, lawn care service, outdoor pest control, their annual programs. They have a great website. You can call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, 401-392-1025. But the best thing to do is just go online and they have their website. I want to thank the great Jeff Gamach. I want to thank JR. Folks, it's John DePietro. I want you to enjoy this weekend. We're going to be back Monday at 11. I don't know. I may do Facebook Live later. I don't know. One, maybe I feel I have a nap coming up. I want you to stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. Uh, folks, enjoy WNRI Winsocket.